This is Hi, My Name Is, a podcast created by two very funny sober people. Hello, and welcome to Hi, My Name Is. Hi, my name is Khani, and this morning we are going to be talking about sex. Sex? Oof. Oh. Wow, so risque. I don't know why I got so excited. We're not having sex. We're just talking about sex. Speak for yourself. Okay. (laughs) Hi, my name is Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Thank you so much for coming to our show. Thanks for having me. Um, What an exciting topic for us to be talking about today. Yeah, we realized that uh, we want to give the people what they want. A lot of people want to talk about this. Yeah. They want to hear our experiences. They want to hear our perspective. They want to hear, are we having any? Not with each other, but in general in our yeah. lives. The answer is not going to be so exciting for them. <laughs> you know, I was, um, yeah, they might be a little let down. A little let down. Low well, st- yeah. Listen, you asked. We're going to deliver. Yeah. All we know how to do is tell the truth. Deliver like the UPS. Mm-hmm. Do you have that fantasy? Someone in a uniform delivering a package? I don't think so. No, mm. that's not my fantasy. What is it about people in uniform that turns people It's an on authority so figure, I think. And they're in charge. And but they are know. they an authority? Not UPS really. drivers? No, I'm yeah. going to say. They park wherever they want. They do they're park wherever they want. And that is an not a euphemism. Oh. oh, see what I did there. What 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 I like about this episode is that because yeah, is because it's hi, my name is Sex. We can do a lot of innuendos today and not have to apologize for them. But who are we apologizing to? Anyway? I'm not sure. Everybody loves it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just my mom who's listening. Sorry, mom. In advance, she does listen. She listens, comments, votes, subscribes, subscribes. All of the things. Yeah, all the things. Thanks, mom. Thanks for your support. And that's not sarcasm. I love that you listen to this. But also, I'm sorry in advance for what you're going to hear today. Well, your mom has had sex before. Clearly, you're here on planet Earth. She has had sex. She does have eight children. So she's had sex more than one time. Eight times. She's had sex eight times. Yeah. I think my mom might start listening also. Uh-oh. Hello, uh, I, Jimmy's mom. I got a message on on one of the social medias from my older sister who's like, oh, congrats on the podcast. I sent it to mom. Oh, no. Maybe she could, doesn't have to start with this episode. Well, listen, we're putting it out there to the stratosphere. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. We're turning it over to God at this point. Um, I was going through our uh Emails, talk about it, don't oh, shrink yeah, about we, it. Oh, yeah, we got emails. some good questions, didn't we? We do. Um, and thank you to everyone who's written thank in Thank you to everyone who's written. Yes. Um, what? Why did we just pause? <laughs> just trying to get eye contact. Yes. Um, thank you to everyone who's written in. Um, we have, like, a lot of questions about sex and intimacy. Yeah, yeah. I think we might have to have this be more than, like, a one episode because we might not have enough time. Mm. I mean, I know we haven't started talking about it yet. We're just talking about how we're going to talk about it, which I think is so beautiful. It's an introduction. It's an introduction to the sex. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sex. Um, so there's more questions about sex than we're actually going to be able to get to oh. because there's How many a lot. questions were there? Um, I mean, I saw at least five about Whoa. this topic. Yeah, but we have one like, a, they're, oh, all, they're all really good. A but one we have a pressing good, one? Yeah, one that I, I thought oh. should have been addressed 
first. Oh, I'm excited to read it. Oh, well, we will. Okay, great. So I have to ask, have you had sex? In my life? No. I'm waiting for Mr. Right. I can't wait for the time. I'm really excited. My favorite line of my life is that I wanted to get married a virgin. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have sex for many years because I'm like, I'm going to wait till I get married like a good Jewish girl. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm 41 mm -hmm. and I'm not married. And you're still a virgin. I'm I assume. still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. That must be frustrating. It is. Yeah. I'm not. I, I feel like maybe people don't know me that well. I just want to clarify. I am not a virgin. Sorry, mom. Ooh. I had sex for the first time when I was 25 years old. That's kind of a late bloomer. That's what I'm saying. I waited. I really thought I was going to get married. I dated someone for like almost three years in my early 20s. We never had sex. I'm very sorry to that person. I know. I was I was thought about him this morning in the shower, not in the way that you would think I was thinking about him because I was in the shower, but I just thought about him and I was like... People think about stuff like that in the shower. Well, because I knew we were going to be recording this and I was like, there was no sex. A lot of other things that I did to um, satisfy him. I don't know if I want to use... Cooking food. <laughs> Is that what you mean? I did his laundry? Yeah. Very satisfying. I doing satisfied him by doing his laundry. Um, Sometimes twice a day. Wait, let's talk about... <laughs> that's a lot of laundry. I had to overcompensate. Yeah. Um, let's talk about how people do all of these other things, except for penetration, when they're trying to like remain a virgin. Before they get let, married. Let, 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 yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that was my tool of living. It was like, well, I can't have sex, but I can give you head. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, mom. I'm going to apologize one more time to my mother and then I'm going to stop. Done. The apology section of this uh, is Yeah, over. I'm just not familiar with like talking about this stuff publicly. My nieces probably listen to this, but like, what am I going to do? I'm 41 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's hi, my name is Sex. Yeah. If we can't talk about sex openly, then maybe we shouldn't have this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my so, name is Laundry. We've decided we're changing the topic to uh, how we wash our clothes in sobriety. <laughs> no. So basically, I felt very comfortable giving blowjobs mm -hmm. as opposed to having sex because I was like, well, I'm still a virgin and it's fine. And I got very good at that. Isn't there a rumor that Jewish girls don't give blowjobs? I've heard that before. I've never heard that. Is that a thing? I think I heard it like on the Housewives or well, something. Well, they're misrepresenting. Mm. I feel like... It's my window into Judaism. Yeah, it's the wrong window. Housewives, yeah. Come into my house. Oh, wow. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> I'll peek in the window. No, I, I don't just like hand out blowjobs instead of like dinner. But um, yeah. well, no, it's more like I was 20... 122 when I was with this man and I he didn't pressure me to have sex at all which I think is so to I, I looking back I'm like why didn't he pressure like at all mm. which is so nice because we were not in a healthy relationship but like one thing that I didn't have to deal with was like trying to get him to not have I just like gave a lot of head you know what I'm saying um, wow. like a lot okay yeah sounds like it was a lot sounds like you had your hands full <laughs> You mean my... Not, yeah. Nope. Yeah. 100%. Um, well, okay. Make it make sense, though. Like, if... What's the difference, really? Like, some people will do anal and not... 
that's true like vaginal penetration that's true because if this this, it's this like mindset that we were taught is like you have to be a virgin when you get married it's like you're pure you're clean it's like you're a good girl you're not a sinner like that's literally like the words that were like in my mind it feels like such a technicality though it is a technicality but jews are all about technicalities (sighs) You you know that yeah you know that having other people turn on the electricity exactly for you. it's like well put it in that hole and then we're fine <laughs> you know what i mean i don't think i okay so i was talking to you my friend Yehudit, the other day and i was like <laughs> oh, this better be good I'll just build up. i was like i think i really like anal and she's like you do i'm like yeah and then she was like doesn't it hurt i'm like no, not really. And I was like, oh, I'm confusing it. I like it from the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a big difference. I was actually just surprised right now hearing that because I thought I knew you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried it. No, 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 no. That seems messy. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> any, any follow up retorts? I, there's a big difference between from behind and anal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I learned that literally a week ago. I'm so excited. Way. No, yeah. not that. Fool me once. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, I do think it's important to talk about the difference of sex before getting sober and sex since getting sober. You know, there yeah. is a difference. Well, I will tell you that before I got sober, I was very promiscuous. Um, I mean, I was in a very long relationship Mm -hmm. leading up to sobriety and early sobriety. But before that, I had a lot of sex. Um, I also waited a little. I mean, I didn't wait till I was 25, but like growing up upstate, there weren't a ton of other gay dudes to be Mm. having sex with. Mm -hmm. Um, So you found the one? I found the one. It was me and I had (laughs) sex with myself for quite a long time. Um, No, there was a a handful. (laughs) Um, I did have sex with women early. Yes. Sorry. My, I just, uh, I get excited when you say that. Cause I think there's hope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> moving on. Yep. That was um, awkward. I'm sorry. We can take that out in post. We're going to keep it though. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, when I, after I turned 18, I moved away. I felt like I had like some more sexual freedom, sexual liberation. It was also around the time when I really started drinking and using Mm. drugs a lot. And so I just had sex with everybody, really. I was like on a mission, bringing somebody home every night. Wow. Yeah. At that time, would it even had been a possibility that you would have sex without being drunk? Mm, Yeah, I would have. Interesting. So you didn't have to be drunk to have sex? No, not at that time. Okay. But I mean, I was always drunk. So actually, maybe it's hard to tell. It's so hard. you're not answering the question at all. Scientifically, I'm not sure the variable can be removed because alcohol or drugs was always there. That's pretty funny. You're like, no, not at all. Actually, I don't know. So for me, the first time that I had sex, I was in a relationship. And even though we drank a lot in that relationship, I was very positive that I didn't want to be drunk the first time I had sex. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be able to remember this. Yeah. And so I, I didn't drink that night. Mm-hmm. This story is so funny. I mean, it's so embarrassing. I grew up, I, I, there's not, I can't blame it on my childhood or, or not my childhood, but like my upbringing and like how much I didn't know about sex. But we, 
I don't know if I can get into it. It's pretty graphic. Should I do it or just do it? Okay. So we can basically, take it out after if you don't want it. Literally, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, take it out after. Sorry, started. Okay, so get basically, um, we he 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 put it in, and I was like, okay, take it out, and then he took it out, and I'm like, okay, put it in, and then he took it out, and he's like, um, this is not sex, and I was mm. like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know. It's 25. had no idea. I'm like, I think I'm having sex. He's like, this is not sex. This is very confusing. Hmm. Sober. This was me sober. I was yeah. just like so nervous. Um, did it hurt? Not really. You were just overwhelmed by the whole Yeah. Experience. I was just like, whoa, that feels crazy. Take it out. Take it out. And then he was yeah. like, this isn't sex though. You know that, right? I'm like, ooh, I really thought we were having sex. That story is reminding me of when I was a teenager, a girl telling me how... Um, one of the first times she hooked up with her, her boyfriend, she blew on his penis. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like legit blew on his penis. Because like she, she thought, thought that's that what was, a blowjob was? Yeah. Oh, poor girl. That's so sweet. We should really be talking about sex more with, with the youth or like teaching, teaching kids about not sex. Not the youth. Well, your own children. Oh yeah. I, I don't have kids though. You know that. Mm. You know what I mean. So other people's kids just like walk up to them and be like, Jimmy said I should be talking about. No, no, no. This feels like a slippery slope. I don't want to go in this direction at all. But I hear what you're saying. I, I was not prepared. I knew nothing. Yeah. I mean, I had to teach myself how to give blowjobs. No one taught me. That was well, upsetting. Sounds like the lesson was learned from what I hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were a quick study, if you will. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will say that even though I was drinking a lot. In my early, early 20s, I didn't have a lot of casual sex. Mm. I, I think I can count on like one hand how many people I had sex. Like I was very, I didn't want to just like be having sex all the time. I honestly would rather have been just been drinking. Yeah. So I had, I had sex with, I think like three people. Mm. That, yeah, that's not very many. That's not a lot at all. Well, good. good Thank for you. you so much. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Why, why are you proud? I'm not really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm proud of you for many reasons, but. Not that. No. Yeah. My number is significantly higher. Yeah. yeah. Would you say? I don't know what my number is. No. I, uh, I could get my number if I like really like took a minute. Called around. <laughs> Can I call a friend? <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend on that one. Or 15 friends just to get confirmation. I mean, 15 and 41. Listen, whatever your number is, whatever anybody's number is, we great. love you and yeah. we support you. And I will say, and this is not Unless it's zero. Then we feel bad for you. Just kidding. Yeah. We well, don't. here's the thing. And maybe I wasn't planning on talking about this, but here we are. I have sexual trauma in my story. And so I know that plays a part in how my sex life looks today Yeah, and that I don't sleep around mm -hmm. and that I, you know, I, I sometimes will have casual sex, but it's not the use for me. Yeah. It's not. I have to be very mindful and feel very comfortable and safe when mm -hmm. I have sex. And um, and I have to really protect that part of myself. Yeah. No, thanks for bringing that up. That is actually in my notes of things to discuss. Where does it say it? Uh, it's the very last one. I put it all the way at the bottom because I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to talk about it or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> sex I'm, through a trauma lens. Yeah. Honestly, like I am not like a regular person when it comes to sex. Or I'm really not. many ways to be Excuse honest. Excuse me? I, I didn't hear what you said. Many ways. Got it. Mm -hmm. You are irregular. Yeah. And I, you know sometimes can try to fight it and be like, no, it's fine. I'm just like everyone else. I can do casual sex. And I actually can't. It doesn't. It'll make you feel worse. Yeah. And it makes me feel small 
if I don't feel in control mm. and if I feel like regret, it's not a good feeling for me. No, definitely not. And if it's not a choice that I'm actively choosing, it doesn't feel good. And so for me, my preference is to be in a committed relationship when I'm having sex. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, if you're not in a relationship for years at a time and you just... Girl has needs. Yeah. And by a girl, I mean both of us. <laughs> um, I find not just sex, but like if I fight something, it doesn't usually go well. I'm, I'm learning that it's true for like um, most things in life. Like mm. the universe shows us like how things are supposed to happen. And yeah. like our body tells us. Yeah. Um, our body, like I've said this before, our body knows before our mind knows yeah. usually. Yeah. So we have to listen. We should listen. I Otherwise, was, we're not going to feel great. I was having sex with this guy once. And this is, it just, my body was like, no, this isn't the person that you're supposed to be having sex with. And like my, can I say vagina? Vagina. My vagina closed up and like wouldn't have like sex with him. Like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. And I went to the doctor the and next he day. he passed away. He's no longer with us now. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? She's like, oh yeah, it's vagamit. What is it called? I don't know. Vagimist. I'm not vagim a gynecologist. Why are you looking at, I'm not all that well versed in that. Either way, it's genre. when you're, my body, I think as a result of like, I'm not feeling safe, just was like, nope, not tonight. The body is incredible. And I was so grateful because yeah. I was like, whoa, I actually didn't want to be having sex with him. Mm. My body took care of that. And then like I started dating someone pretty shortly after, like within a couple of weeks and we dated and like the sex was beautiful and amazing and my body felt safe. Yeah. And so like my body, I'm, my body knows. Our bodies Which know. is so cool. Because if I were drinking, I think I would have just like pushed through the pain and been like, it's fine. Just keep going. And well, you probably wouldn't have felt the pain. Yeah, that's true. Um, so many. I would say the majority of my sexual encounters in active addiction I don't have any memory of. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were times that like I would get up in the morning and be like, was somebody here last night? Like, oh, yeah. I don't actually know what happened. Yeah. Um, I would have like flashes Oof. of different things. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of people that wrote in shared similar things. I think that this sex will probably have like many, many episodes on because there's yeah. so I, much to talk about. Yeah. We're, yeah. I remember there was this when I was working on 47th Street in the Diamond District. I like, can say 42nd Street <laughs> before the Diamond District. Remember when 42nd Street used to be. I didn't live here. Hmm. But I know I mean, what you're I was, ref I was like referring to. Yeah. That was where the sex workers were. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say 47th Street. Mm-hmm. Mm mm -hmm. I, what a difference five blocks makes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want diamonds or sex? Which one? Um, I don't know. I have to choose. <laughs> I want both. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would go out drinking after work. This is so, this is where my mind was. And it's mortifying to share it with you. It. And then and uh, the whoever else is going to listen to this. But I would be like, I would love to not go back to Brooklyn tonight. And so I would just find people to go home with mm -hmm. so I didn't have to schlep back to Brooklyn yeah and then I'd go to like H&M in the morning and like you know Dwayne Reed and get a toothbrush like I don't I didn't do it a lot but I remember one specific time like this guy lived on 47th street mm -hmm. like down the street from my office and I was like this has got to be my person because I was like he lives down the street from my office I never have to go home I could just drink and then walk to work mm -hmm. like it made so much sense to me and I remember Waking up in his house and being like, I kind of made it. 
made it in life. I mean, we, oh, and I didn't even you, have sex with him. Well, that was my no, next question. No, it wasn't even about the sex. It was more like, I don't want to schlep back to Brooklyn. Mm. This guy lives down the block from my office. This is amazing. Well, I was at a point where I didn't really have much money because uh, my addiction was at the place that it was. I would go on Grinder, like go on the, the apps mm-hmm. and invite people over. And I'd be like, oh, but you have to bring alcohol if you want to come <gasps> over. Yeah. So I would. Yeah. Yeah. I That reminds me of this guy that I had like a really big crush on when I was still drinking. And we met like at a weekend getaway. And then like that Sunday night or Monday night, he came over to hang out. And like his gift to me was a big bottle of Grey Goose. And to me, that was like the nicest thing anybody had ever done for me. I was like, this guy knows my love language. And like thinking back, that's like, it breaks my heart that he knew that that was probably the only thing that would have made me happy. Well, at least it was expensive. Well, he knew I only drank a goose. Like, I'm turning oh, no. down this fan. I think it's messing with the sound a little bit. Okay. Bye. Bye, Jimmy. I miss yeah. you so much. That's all I can contribute about sex. Sorry. I talked about all my notes. <laughs> oh, you're done. Well, thanks for joining us. We thought we'd have more to talk about. I have a Turns lot out more. we're prudes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we learned from this episode that we need to start having sex. Well, I mean, I'm not ready to segue yet into that. Like, Sober sex. Let's, okay, let's talk about let's talk about non-sober sex. I mean, I had a lot of sex. I don't remember a lot of it. I wasn't all that discerning. Any stories that come to mind that you think would be, you know, six foot nine, six foot nine and worth the climb kind of stories? <laughs> um, people did like that. Yeah, I didn't. I, I loved didn't. it. I say it all the time now. That's Ambrosia Salad's tagline. Well, Ambrosia, you better be listening. Ambrosia, we appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Um. Six foot nine and worth the climb. I had a lot of sex when I was younger and active. And how old were you when you had sex for the first time? Fourteen. Ooh, yeah. That's like a baby, a little baby. <laughs> um, Ooh. But towards the end, was that for, with a man? No, it was with a woman. Whoa. Um, towards the end of. Wait, I feel like there's a lot more questions. I Can know, we not say I'm towards the very end? Clearly trying to move on. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the room. Carry on. The last five years or so of my addiction, I would go out and like, I didn't even try to pick people up though. It was just like a depressing, Mm. like just get as fucked up as possible. Mm -hmm. I made, I didn't care at that point. Um, You didn't care if you had sex or not, or you don't care what they look like? Uh, If I had sex or not. Okay. Like I think I, I pushed past that point in my addiction of like caring about sex. Um. Yeah. So it's, it was the progression. I feel like we need a different word than progression because in my mind, progression like makes it sound like something gets better. Although. Oh, really? No, I, it probably doesn't probably means different things. Oh, I mean, I think just from being around the rooms for so long, people say the progression always gets worse. So like, that's Mm. how I, I associate it with like getting worse. Yeah. I don't think about my words as much until I'm saying them on a microphone. Yeah. Apparently I, I say powerful a lot. Mm. I'm going to try to not say that again ever. Oh, a power bottom. That's what you are. <laughs> In the last episode, I talked about you being a bottom. You love anal sex. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> HR, please come in. HR is on hold for this episode. Oh my God. Please do not write What's in and be like, this no, was no in holds a, no holds barred. Bard? Is there a D at the end? I don't know. I've went to Bard school, but I don't think that's what it's about. No holds bar? Trigger warning. No holds yell? 
no holds Harvard. All right. So sober sex coming into sobriety, having sex. Uh, I was in a relationship when I first got sober. Can I ask a personal question? You may not. This is not a personal episode. (laughs) Go ahead. What you got? Were you guys in an open relationship? No. So you were just having sex with one person for 17 years. We had breaks. What does that mean? Breaks where you were allowed to be open? Well, we took breaks from the relationship. And then you were open. Then you were allowed to sleep with people during the breaks. Well, we didn't talk about what the rules were. But you're not like Ross and Rachel. We were on a break. No, definitely not. Okay. Then maybe that joke is more for me than for you. No. (laughs) You you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Friends. Do you have them? Do you have friends? (laughs) Not anymore after this episode. (laughs) I wasn't healthy when I first got sober. I was 50 pounds more than I am now. I know. Uh, you can't see, but there's a very judgmental look on Hani's face right now. It's not like true you at all. Fix your face. Shut up. What are you saying? <laughs> you I see. love you unconditionally. Mm, that's nice. Feels like there's conditions. Um, we didn't have a lot of sex. Actually, I was in a sexless relationship for quite a while really yeah our our sex life sorry if you're listening it was amazing when we first got together and we were together for a while and it stayed really really great for a while but then i think in addiction like yeah i don't know he was probably so sick of my shit all the stuff that i was doing yeah it probably wasn't very sexy and then physically like you mean passing out and like Laying yeah. in your own vomit that no. didn't turn him on. That's so weird. Nodding out while we're eating Popeyes. Like, oh, no, no, it's not a cute look. Oof. That was just a Tuesday. Any day, really. Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally nodding out in your Popeyes. Yeah. I love Popeyes. I've never had Popeyes because even when I wasn't keeping kosher, like that just didn't seem like something I needed to put in my body. <laughs> I didn't realize you were so discerning about what you put in your body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would do a Shake Shack, but a Popeye's? Mm. Shake Shack. Do they have fried chicken? No, they have a fried chicken sandwich, which was the last piece of trafe I ever ate. What the fuck is trafe? Non-kosher meat. Oh, is that like slang or is that the actual word for it? Trafus. Trafe. Trafus. <laughs> Come on. That's these are real word. words? Yes. Wow. I'm teaching you Yiddish. This is my favorite episode by far. Trafus. But the real word is trafe. It's non-kosher meat. Yeah. And it's trafe. It's not kosher. Wait, now let's tie this to this yep, episode. Yeah, 100%. I knew you, you had you to. call non-kosher penises trafus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a slang, you'd be like, yeah, he wasn't kosher. He was trafe. But like, you wouldn't actually say that. Would you say in reference to a penis? Not specifically. I know we're trying to make it like a full circle moment. I don't know that we're going to get there right now. I'm not trying to force it. If it happens naturally, it'll happen. That's what he said. Well, good. You don't want to force it. Um, So, yeah, not a lot of sex when I first got sober in that relationship. No. Oh, you mean when you first got sober? Yeah. And then? And then um, that was when I first got sober and I was in that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving me nothing. I think that for us to have had uh, a good sexual relationship, there would have been a lot of work that needed to happen. Like we would have needed to go into couples therapy and we would have needed to like really sort through all of the stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't think either one of us were really willing to do that. Yeah. And so... It's hard. It's hard. It's hard looking at the truth. Well, you have to want to do it too. Yeah. Like I just sort of felt like that relationship had run its course and I didn't necessarily want to do that work. So you left. I'm just kidding. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) What about when you first got sober? What was your sex life like? So when I first got sober. Are you sober, by the way? I did not drink today. Amazing. Or yesterday, to my knowledge. When I, did I hurt your feelings that you said you left? No. Okay. I just want to make sure. I mean, I'm not there, so I left. Yeah. Um, When I first got sober, I was going to L.A., for Sukkis, which is a Jewish holiday. Wow. Lax is just a Jewish holiday. Sukkis. No one was doing anything bad or raunchy. What happens on Sukkis? We eat in a sukkah, in a hut, outside. You know those huts. Everyone just has a hut? Yeah. For you, this? Yes. You've been living in New York for how many years? You've never seen the huts in October with all the huts and the like, the palm trees on top, the like schach. I don't know what's happening today. I'm so confused. Okay, so sukkahs are kosher, Wait, not treif. Are these like the things that, the sheds that people built during COVID to eat outside? No. <laughs> Is this a new holiday? Okay, so basically I was, that was irrelevant. I need I didn't need to add that in. I just wanted to see your reaction. I was going to LA for a Jewish for, holiday. You went there for sukkahs. Correct. And I needed help finding meetings. So a friend of mine was like, oh, I have a friend who lives in LA he'll connect you to meetings and he'll take you to meetings. And I was there. I was like, great. Um, and then when I met that guy who was going to connect me to meetings, we hit it off. I had e, 53 days sober. Okay. He had about a year, year mm-hmm. and a half, which is not recommended to be, you know, you're not supposed to date when you have that little amount of time sober. You're supposed to wait a little bit. And I... Um, and if you have over a year, you're not supposed to hook up with people that have correct. 53 days. That's correct. predatory. Yes. Somebody made that announcement the other day in a meeting. Really? Yeah. Literally? What <laughs> like they just say? The, literally. I don't know if it was during the time when we have announcements, but I think it was during their share. They explained what it was and that it was not a good thing to do. Which meeting? My home group. Oh my God, that's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, because people don't know. So anyways, I knew. Well, this is a PSA. If you have over a year, you shouldn't be sleeping with people that have less than a year. Especially if they're counting Counting days. days, Which is the first 90 days of sobriety are the most precarious. They're the most sensitive. We're just learning how to like walk again. Um, But anyways, I lived in New York. He lived in LA. So we only met one time and then we just started talking on the phone and then we started visiting each other. And I, my, at the time my sponsor said, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I need you to promise me that if this doesn't work out and you guys break up, you will not drink over it. And I, I knew in my heart that this man was not going to be the reason that I drank. And that if it didn't work out, I wouldn't drink. I knew it. I just did. It wasn't like, oh, I hope I don't drink. I knew I wasn't going to drink. And we dated for like three or four months, maybe two. I don't remember. It was short, but. I don't know how you could have known that with such certainty. I just knew. I just did. I will say, and I think I mentioned this early on, that when we broke up, I felt uncomfortable. I did say it, right? When we talked about in the dating episode. Yeah. When we broke up, I felt so uncomfortable with how things had played out because he 
wasn't really respectful of certain things and I don't want to get into it unless you want me to get, I don't think I need to, but either way, he I thought from behind was anal. <laughs> that is disrespectful. <laughs> A little warning would have been nice. Um, so, um, I, I think, you know what? I am going to say it because I didn't have enough self-esteem to stand up for myself. And he really encouraged me to have sex without a condom. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't on birth control. Yeah. And I, I don't do that today as a person who like is in touch with what feels important to me. I'm mm -hmm. not on birth control. I'll just say that I'm not, a, I don't have enough sex to warrant being on birth control. Mm. If I got into a relationship, that would be something else. But, um, he sort of pressured me into not wearing a condom and, um, I didn't feel safe. And I, um, when we, when I ended it, I, um, I started like hurting myself a little bit because mm -hmm. I had, I had regret over how I was in that relationship. Yeah. Well, I hope that you can be kind to yourself around that. Yeah. Don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, That's a, it's also a thing that a lot of people do not yeah. to minimize your experience yeah. at all. No, I know. But like, yeah, be, it seems like you still have some pain around that. No, I don't have pain around it. It's more like. That little girl, you know, she was like 25 years old. I didn't have enough of a voice to be like, that doesn't feel safe. Yeah. No, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's part of the bigger conversation that I mentioned when we should be talking more openly about sex with, I don't have any kids. You don't have any kids, but people that have children, because then you, when you educate them, you can empower them to respect yeah, their was, own bodies. I was not empowered. Yeah. And make the choices and that I, they want to. I wanted him to like me. Yeah. And now I don't care. Like I know what's important for me and I will not do something that doesn't feel safe. It took me a long time to get to this place. Obviously it didn't just like come out the gate and be like, I have self-respect. Come at me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just wasn't. Come at me, not in me. Okay. Wow. Look at you. That happened. Yeah. I might even make it to <laughs> one of the reels. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. Who's to say? Hashem. Exactly. Uh, leave Hashem out of this, no, actually. No, bring Hashem in. Hashem, Hashem is now in my sex life, by the way, when yes, I am being intimate I've with... I've heard that. Not about you, in oh, general. When I'm being God intimate with somebody, I, I pray, I ask God to help me to stay in my body because as a, as, an, as a survivor, I can dissociate very quickly and just go into like, do what I'm supposed to be doing and mm -hmm. like what's expected of me and what's important is for me to keep checking in and saying, do you want to be doing this? Does this feel good? Do you feel safe? If not, stop. Yeah. No matter what the other person thinks or whether they came or not, like I need to feel safe. Number fucking one as a survivor. Mm. And now, let me ask you a question about yeah. bringing God into the bedroom, bringing Hashem into yeah. your sex life. Mm -hmm. Is that considered a threesome? <laughs> you if almost yes, spit out your I know. LaCroix. If yes, I've had a lot of threesomes. Are you on birth control? <laughs> I'm I'm not on birth control. Interesting. And what do you plan to do if you get someone pregnant, Jimmy? Um, well, it doesn't seem likely in the foreseeable future. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I keep trying. <laughs> uh, God knows it's not for lack of trying. Exactly. Interesting. If it's meant to be, you know, God willing. It will be. That is what they say. Crick don't rise. Oh my God. That's what you call a throwback. So, okay, that was not an amazing sexual story. You're what you just described, but you have more 
respect for yourself these days and your boundaries and you do what feels safe. Yeah, I don't know if that part got in here, but yes. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> what I will say is after if doing... it's not in here, it was... <laughs> yeah. If, what, Maybe we'll after, find it. <laughs> after doing trauma therapy and learning how to be in my body, mm. I enjoy sex more. Mm. Did, you, did you cover sex and trauma therapy? Um, we talked about it a lot. I don't know yeah. if we covered it. Did you did you take the final exam and pass it with a 75 or higher? Oh my God. Um, I feel like there is something to be said for having done the amount of work that I've done on myself and then knowing what it took for me to get to where I am. Because I'm just going to say this right here. I did not have sex with a man for 10 years. In sobriety. In sobriety. Well, you had sex with a woman. Right. But I said with a man. Yeah. But it's different. You were having sex. Yes. You were in a lesbian relationship. Okay. Yes. You love reminding me. I love reminding I'm, the people. I know. As if I'm going to forget. So like nobody forgets. I was there. I know. I heard some. some Say it. <laughs> comedian last night on Instagram. He was like, rock, paper, scissors, scissors, scissors. <laughs> Talking about some lesbians in the crowd. Okay. Sorry. Okay. That's yep. so, inappropriate. Um, so what I'm trying to say is. It took a lot of healing for me to be able to have sex with men again mm. because of my trauma. Yeah. And so now I can't just have sex with anybody. It needs to be somebody that I feel safe with, that I feel like I'm going to stay in my body the whole time, that I'm not trying to impress them or make them think of certain thing of me. Like it has to actually be like, this is what I want. This is what I need. And I'm going to leave or stop if I don't feel safe, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And I've only learned how to do that through doing trauma therapy of like, hey, this doesn't feel good. And listening to that inner voice. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good rule of thumb for yourself, for most people. Yeah, I know. But like, don't when do you, anything you don't want to do. Right. But when you're drinking, I didn't have connection to that voice. Yeah. So in my trauma therapy, we didn't really, I don't think we've really gotten into like present day sex. Yeah. Well, because I haven't had a lot of sex in sobriety. Right. I, I mentioned in the dating episode that but people, people want to hear if you're having sex now. I want to hear actually. people, people. like I am people. Um, I will tell, tell you us. a story <laughs> about um, my first hookup in sobriety post relationship. Yes. And um, okay. Set the scene, set the scene. The scene was here. Look around. It was in this apartment. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Where were you sitting? Um, okay. So I was on one of the apps. Um, I was on Grinder, and I was talking to a, a local. A fellow. A fellow. Not a fellow in the program. A, <laughs> a fellow in the neighborhood. Um, Close and, by. And we were chatting. Um, I, it, it's real easy to be like bold and fearless um, yeah, on yeah, the apps and, yeah. and raunchy and just say like, you know, what, what you're into, mm -hmm. and especially that one. It's really just sex. Yeah. So I invited said fellow gentleman over gentleman. to the home and our conversations were pretty bold. Like they were pretty, you know, out forward. Of, yeah. Forward. Thank you. Forward, if you will. Yes. Forward or backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he came over and I didn't tell him beforehand that I was sober. Oh, I mean, the topic of like drugs or alcohol didn't come up, but he came over and we were sitting on the couch and he asked like if I had anything to drink. And I was like, um, yeah, I have a seltzer bitch. Like <laughs> that's what we drink around here. Um, LaCroix. That's, that's 
that spindrift. Either one could sponsor us, really. We'd be happy. Um, we would be. So we're sitting on the couch and it was super awkward. Like we were like on opposite ends of the couch. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can remember when I was active, like, I think as soon as the person got to the door, I was, we were like jumping each other's bones. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. like, who fucking Wait, so, cares? So, no. so was so, he expecting you to serve him alcohol? No, it wasn't like an issue. Okay. At all. But he's like, oh, okay. And I gave him a seltzer. Um, what about poppers? Oh, wow. I'm surprised you even know that. I have a lot of gay friends. I am really impressed right now. Are you kidding? You should I'm be not. less impressed. You should be like expectant that I know that. Yeah. Um, For the people that don't know, because maybe there are people that don't know what poppers are. Jump in. This is your chance. This is your moment to shine. You brought them up. You're basically the popper queen over there. <laughs> it's basically a drug that is used during sex that you like you sniff in your nose i've never tried it i'm not i don't know if they were around queen. but basically it like in it, it heightens the pleasure of sex for gay men have you done poppers before no okay did i do right when um, i explained it yeah kind of yeah so have you done poppers yeah i have so poppers are what i believe it's actually a really good topic because um, in the gay community in sobriety people are using some it? people do yeah, because it's so associated with sex and like some people can't have sex without it. Um, but they don't consider that a relapse. Maybe some people, some people do, some people don't. I know, I know people that have said that they use them. And then I know some people that say they won't. I don't use them personally because it's a mind or mood altering substance. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but that's for my own sobriety. I'm not judging what I'm anybody else does. I'm not judging. Yeah. I couldn't tell by that face. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not judging at all. <laughs> Judge Judy, Popper, Popper Judy over there. <laughs> okay, wait. So the poppers, I think it makes anal sex more Manageable. possible. Yes. Yeah. It like relaxes, it relaxes your the, body. The body. The body, the booty. Oh. So it makes it, but you do kind of go into like a sex trance when you're. On them? How long do they last? Not long. Like, oh, so you need to keep doing them. Yeah. Like less than a minute. No. Yeah. It's not like, worth it. Well. Oh, it's just to get it in. I don't, I mean, some people use it the entire time that they're having sex. Just like constantly just like huffing, huffing. Yeah. Wow. What a way to live. That what sounds a way to live. like such a lot of upkeep. It's VCR cleaner from what I understand. What's that? What's a VCR? You're old, you know. I know what a VCR <laughs> is, but what does that mean? A cleaner. It's like solution that cleans. Oh. That's what I think it is. Okay, cool. Well, this was I'm gonna fun... Get, I'm going to get shaded from the gay, are you? the gay men listening to this. Are you? I don't want that for you. Being able to explain this better. I've oh. done them. I don't know exactly oh. what it does to the body. Or I think it kills a whole lot of brain cells. Oh. And it smells terrible. Oh. It oh. is fun to have sex when you're doing it, though. Okay. So I don't know how we got... Oh, you brought up poppers. Um, we didn't have poppers that night. Okay. It was very, very awkward on the couch. And I just remember having this moment where I'm like, this is not going to happen. Mm, oh my God. Disappointing. I feel like um, I'm in high school and it's like the first time I'm doing this and I feel so like nervous and I'm like, he's not going to do anything. I have like, I'm, I have to do something. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it felt very awkward. It felt very uncomfortable. So I just reverted back to our conversation on the, on the grinder in my mind. And I was like, okay, what were we saying to each other there? And then just sort of out of nowhere, I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> so you like to suck dick. Yeah. <laughs> And that was a great icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Because it turns out, out. He did. He did. Yeah. Interesting. This is going to sound dumb. I just, so the the point of that story, well, it's a good story, but also <laughs> I felt awkward and that's okay. And I pushed through the awkwardness and I allowed myself to like be open and be sexual with somebody else. And it was fine. I mean, was it like earth shattering sex? No, it wasn't. It was fine. I don't regret doing it. I'd like having that as a point of reference. Yeah. That like, okay, it was awkward, but. Yeah. And it'll probably be less awkward every time you do it now that you have experience of doing it sober. Yeah. Right. Like the more we have reference points of like, oh yeah, it got easier, you know? Yeah. You were going to ask a question. Yeah, but I'm not going to. No. Nope. All right. Let's tie it against it. Not to use your own judgment. Yep. I'm very curious what it would have been, but <laughs> I'll ask it after the pod is not recording. I, I want the answer. I just don't want people to hear how ignorant I am. <laughs> I think, well, I don't know what this question is going to be, but maybe if you're wondering, other people might no, be too. No, they probably are not wondering this. You know, we've talked about this so long now. You kind of can't nope. not say. I want to maintain my dignity. Oh, well, why start now? <laughs> Do you mean get some dignity or maintain your dignity? Yeah. No, no, let's just keep moving. Ship has sailed. Yep. Ship has sailed. So yeah, that was awkward, but I did it and it was fine. I haven't had a lot of sex in sobriety. Have mm. not. Mm. Haven't okay. had a lot of dates. Haven't had a lot of sex. I My attitude these days towards sex, I am like, I want to do it, but I don't want to put in the effort to do it. Mm. I don't want to like have somebody come over and I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> and that, that combination <laughs> leads for no sex. No sex at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like I have had, I have had sex. I've like, obviously like. Why obviously? Obvious to who? Because I don't know. Cause I'm so gorgeous. Like it's obvious I would be having sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 Everybody. Hater. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I need an attitude adjustment with sex a little bit. I need to put in a little more effort yeah. to try to actually make it happen. You have a lot to offer from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been talking to? <laughs> Nobody that you know. Um, okay, what about having sex with people in the rooms? Okay, Let's, have experience with that. Yeah, I do want to talk more about like our attitude towards sex right now, but let's pivot. Yeah, we we have a couple minutes left before we have to jump into the segment that everyone's talking about. Yeah. Maybe this one will be an hour long episode. Look at you trying to just push that limit. It's what we do. It's how we get it done. More is more. Less is not more. <laughs> no. All right. Have you have you been banging around the rooms? Tell the tell the truth. I Yes, that means yes. Okay. So I did sleep with people in the rooms. Mm. My my relationship with my ex-girlfriend, I had met her in the rooms. Okay. Yeah. We started out as friends. 
And um, about a year and a half into the friendship, we, I discovered that I had feelings for her and I had never been attracted to women before. I, yeah, yeah we talked about this. So you're like, boring, um, been there. So yeah, she was someone that was in the rooms and um, it, it got, it got a little complicated because when you're like newly dating someone, you don't really want to be going to the meetings that they're going no, to. You need space not. to share honestly. Yeah. And we started going to like, we just kept going to the same meetings that we had been going to, which didn't lend itself for healthy boundaries between us. Yeah. I don't ever want to go to any meetings with anyone that I'm dating, having sex with nothing. Well, I feel like it would, I think it's helpful. Like when you're traveling and stuff and you like want to get in a meeting, you can go to a meeting together, but like a weekly basis to go to the same meetings. Yeah. Like it was too much. I know husbands and wives or husbands and husbands that go to Different meetings. What about wives and wives? No, they all go to the same meetings. Interesting. Yeah, it's in the handbook. <laughs> they don't have a choice. Yeah. I don't make the rules. Sorry. They just have to keep them. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Okay. You want to have sex. I do. Why? Who's asking? People want to have sex. Oh. I want to have sex. Like, where are you most likely to meet someone? In where you're going every where day. Where you're going or like the different places that you go. So my friend spoke at a meeting in the West Village a couple of weeks ago and it was like a gay men's meeting and there was a lot of hotties in that room and actually the room was fucking sweltering also it was yeah, like a they million do that degrees on purpose. Um, they should have had a fan I'm like well I could come here and meet a guy and then just never go back to that meeting yeah it's not your home meeting you don't have to go back and it's Manhattan like I don't really go to Manhattan no you don't go much. to Manhattan no who's no. going to Manhattan so I don't know I mean it's not Maybe. Bay Ridge but yeah wait so did you meet anybody no but it did like pique my interest. I was like, oh, maybe I could, maybe I could go to the city and that's where like I could meet some. Honestly, some I would dudes. go with you. And I don't play. think it's going to happen in Brooklyn. To no, be it's not. I think, I think, I think a city guy would be better for you and I could help. More money? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think? I'm a shallow little shit. What's yes. the Yiddish word for that? Uh, I don't know that there is one, but Sucka. it's not trafe. <laughs> it's not trafe. That is considered kosher. Um, what I wanted to say was I would come with you to a meeting in the city and just like, we could make a night of it. Like we could go out to dinner and then like, you know, go to a cute little gay meeting. It could be so fun. I feel like if you were with me, I don't know how that would be, would for, be my, f- for my game to pick up men. I could help you. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so fun. All right. Me, you and Noah. Now mm. we're outing a friend of ours. <laughs> so good. We're, we're really on it today. I think... We still have more to talk about. I'm not going to lie. I know this is a full episode, but I do have more to say. Yeah. So if you wanted to tap back in next week or in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot more to talk about. Yeah. With sex, but let's move it on to talk about it. Don't drink about talk it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. I don't know if I'm allowed to keep singing that, but talk about it. Don't drink about it. Has if we be- have to pay, you're getting the bill. Okay. You heard it here first. I will cover that bill. What is talk about it, don't drink about it? It's basically this idea that um, whatever's going on for us as recovering alcoholics, if we can find the courage to share and ask and talk instead of stuffing it down, there's mm. a good chance we won't drink. Stuffing it down. Yes. Yes. Metaphorically speaking, but mm-hmm. not for this episode. No. Thanks for explaining what it actually was. I just thought you were going to introduce the segment, but now people know where we got that from. Talk about it. Don't drink about it. Yeah. I know my, my personal experience has been in the thing that has helped me stay sober the most these last 
How many years, Jimmy? 15 years. There we go. Because time is what? Not a tool. I just have one day at a time. But for 15 (laughs) years, every time I think I can't get through something, I talk about it. Yeah. My hair is falling out. I'm going through a breakup. I lost my apartment. I come to a meeting and I bring it there and I share. I pick up the phone. I call someone. I ask for help. I don't go through things by myself. That's not how I live anymore. Because we don't have to anymore. Right. So Never have to be alone again. Or do things alone. Yeah. Right? Like. Well, masturbation is solo usually. Yeah, that is correct. I wanted to talk about that. You did? Yeah. You missed your time though, because we have a couple minutes left and we have to get to this question. Well, we definitely do. This question is soups good. Yeah. I hope I didn't give the impression that I don't have a sex drive because I masturbate a lot. Oh, nice. I'm so glad that you clarified. Yeah. How often? I'm a healthy fella. Good. Every day. I love every day. Yes. Good for you. That's why I should be out amongst the people. Yeah, I don't know why you're staying home, not meeting people every day. You guys, he's an every, I'm proud of you. That's what they call nachas. Nach- oh, that's blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call veril. Nachas is when like a parent is like proud of their child oh. doing something great. And are you like the mommy in I'm this the scenario? I'm the mommy in this scenario. But Nachas is also just like, a, it could just be like a friendly. It doesn't have to be like a parent figure. Oh. I am proud of you. I didn't Thank know you were you. masturbating every day. I'm actually, yeah. it changes everything about our friendship. Okay. Changes well, nothing. Let's keep that's moving. That's why I'm so calm. People are always oh, asking. Oh, like, it's every day you get to release that. Okay. Dearest Hani and Jimmy. <laughs> Talk about it, don't drink about it. Here we go. I am going to keep this intro short and sweet because words cannot express how grateful I am for you two, for how much I've been enjoying your podcast. I love you both. Oh, we love you too. Okay, on to my question. How the hell do people have sober sex? I've been sober for a year and four months, and the more I think about having sex sober, the more terrified I get. I'm not saying I need to be inebriated when having sex, but just having a little alcohol in my system to calm my nerves down or to make me feel a little more confident feels like the only option with ever having sex again. I do want to add that when I look back at my sex life before I got sober... I barely remembered most of the nights. It never felt good. And I usually regretted a lot of the times that I slept with someone. So I'm sure there has to be a plus to to sober sex, right? I love my sober life and I'm so grateful that I'm sober and I never want to drink again, but it's scary to think that I can't have sober sex. I would love to hear your thoughts or personal experience. Signed, Not Courageous Without Liquid Courage. Oh, I love you, Not Courageous Without Liquid Courage. What a beautiful question. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. Thank you for trusting us with this. Again, we we normally mention that we are not equipped or professionals we're just gonna like take a stab at what this is we are not dr ruth we are not dr ruth we are just gonna do the best we can and offer our experience with whatever comes our way yeah Yeah, but i really love this question and it's i i relate to it because if you've never done something sober it can be really daunting right it's like well you just what do you where do you put your body like Mm -hmm. do you just like talk like dancing Yeah. Sober dancing. Ooh, so weird the first time, but I guess sex is a little bit more intense. So let's go there. Um, Depends how you dance. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's like, it becomes bigger than it actually is. Right. It's like, oh my God, sober sex, sober sex. I'm like going to be in my head the whole time. And you can actually self-sabotage yourself into thinking that it's scarier than it actually is. Because in my opinion, it's more beautiful. Sex, sober sex is more beautiful and connecting than sex when I was drinking. Mm. I'm in my body. I remember it. 
I'm more attuned to what's happening. I'm in control. And if I'm in a good place spiritually, I can have a voice. Can you jump in? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I was just letting you go. Oh, and I think that the payoff is worth it. You're getting paid for this? <laughs> Hi, my name is Sex Work. Honest day's work. Honestly. I actually wanted to yeah. have a sober sex worker on yeah. for this episode. I know a couple. They would love to come. Yeah. But they don't live in New York, so it might be a little tricky because we want them sitting Logistically. Here. Yeah. Well, thank you for this question. And this is really representative of so many of the questions that we got around this topic. Um, so in this paragraph where it says, I'm not saying I need to be inebriated when having sex, but just having a little alcohol in my system to calm my nerves down or to make me feel a little more confident. Yeah. You can't. You can't. So <laughs> not today. Yeah. So there's that. And if you could just have a little bit of alcohol and to calm your nerves down, you probably wouldn't be sober. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be trying to be sober. Right. Because we can't just have a little bit. No, I've never just had a little bit in my entire life. But I think the thing to know is, is that I think it's okay to wait until you feel ready. There's no pressure to rush into it. Yeah. At all. But I mean, so why I mentioned that is like, it's kind of doesn't even matter or make sense to think about like, oh, if I just had a little bit, like remove the option, I would remove the option because it's not an option. Right, so, right. okay, now, now what do I do to, to make this work? Right. Um, so when I look back at my sex life before I got sober, I barely remembered most of the nights. Remember the truth. So like we're giving ourselves two conflicting stories here. Like first we're saying, if I just had a little bit of alcohol, which we know you can't just have a little bit of alcohol. It would be better. It would be better. And then in the next sentence, you say, I don't remember and I didn't enjoy it and it didn't feel good. So both of these things are contradicting each other. And I'm not saying this in like a- It sounded a little mean. Yeah. I'm, telling, I'm telling myself also oh, because okay. I can- I can tell myself those same stories or ask the same questions like, oh, it would just be easier to do this thing if I mm -hmm. had this pill to like right. make me a little right. more numb, I'd get through. Yeah. I can't. Um, so there has to be a plus to sober sex. There is. Well, you mentioned it. Intimacy. Mm -hmm. I think that the um, connection is there that wouldn't be there when we're active. And maybe when we do find like if you're, the thing you want to do is find a partner, one person or m multiple people, whatever people are into, the connection will be deeper because you're present. Mm -hmm. I think the potential for really good sex is there too. Like as opposed to drunken sex that was yeah. just like clumsy falling around. Messy. And falling off the bed. Ugh. You ever fall off the bed? Mm, no, but I've been hung over it. I liked it. What? Meaning like my head is like hanging down oh. and I'm getting choked. What's happening right now? Wow. Didn't see that coming. Hmm. Well, okay. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> my next, Sorry door, again, my next door neighbor once told me that she heard what sounded like people falling off the bed. after. It was just you. No, there was somebody else there too. I know, but it was She's just. like, I got a little worried at one point. It sounded like you might've hurt yourself. <laughs> Not here, not in sobriety. Got it. You can have sober sex. Like it's scary to think that you can't have sober sex. Yeah, that is scary. That sounds scary, but you can. You can. And I think that if you wait till you feel a little bit more confident, it could be a better experience as opposed to like 
telling yourself, oh, I should be having sex. It's like, wait until you meet someone that you actually like, where you can have these conversations with them yeah. so that they can be gentle and not, you know, just a stranger who you're just like trying to like have sex for the first time. with, so you can just be, have that experience. I think it's something really beautiful to be doing it with someone that you actually care about who you can go slow with and stop if you need to and take mm -hmm. your time. And, you know, um, where they know where you're coming from and they know how important this moment is yeah. so they can hold space for that and not just be like, Oh, I'm having sex, you know, cause it's, it is a big deal having sex sober for the first time. Is this for the first time? Yes. I didn't read that in there. That it would have yeah. Been the she's not, time. she hasn't had sex since she got sober. I also didn't know was a woman. I mean, either. <laughs> I feel like you might be projecting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm so sorry. It just says I've been sober for a year and four months. And the more I think about having sex sober, the more terrified I get. Yeah. So I'm assuming they didn't have sex yet. Well, so Again, I, I think the idea that you're proposing of like waiting until you find someone is nice in theory. And like, yes, you can do that. It doesn't, but I'm not saying wait until you get to the wait, point wait. where you just need to have sex eventually. Yeah. But and still, you don't I would wait anymore. I would still say to do it with somebody that you trust. Yes. That you can be honest with, that yes. you can say, this is my first time having sober sex. Yes. I think that's important as opposed to just like, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll, I'll work through it. Like, I think having the other person know where you're coming from could be very healing and not as scary because they're, they're in it with you. They don't have to be a partner, even if it's just like a friend who's like doing you a favor, oh. good favor. Honestly, yeah. we all need those kind of friends. Friends can be lovers. Lovers can be friends. It's a good it's a song title for sure. It is a song. Is it? Yeah. Did you just make it up? I think it's from like the eighties. Oh, I miss the eighties. Yeah. Well, I think that we both have different angles to this different advice. Like yours in theory is great. If you can wait it out, but also like if you don't at a certain point and then you go for it, like be kind, be gentle, go slow. Make sure you feel safe. Make sure you feel safe. Um, and also like if you feel awkward, it's okay. Yeah. You're going to feel awkward. Yeah. How are you not going to feel awkward? So much of sobriety is like feeling awkward. Doing and it And showing up anyway and yeah. doing it. Yeah. It's the, if it feels like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And then call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your girlfriend. Call your boyfriends. Talk about it. Don't drink about it. No matter how embarrassing it is or how uncomfortable it was. Just talk about it with people that you feel safe with. Well, what I know after doing this episode is that there's a lot more to talk about and there will definitely be lots more. Hi, my name is... Sex. Sex. Sexisodes. Sexisodes. Okay. Yeah. I see what you did there. This might just be a sex cast from now <gasps> on. Not angry about it. Yeah. Angry sex. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. We have to wrap this up. If How do you we... or any oh, of your sexual friends or <laughs> sex mates have any questions for Talk About It, Don't Drink About It, you can write into us at questions at com. That's questions at com. Um, and we will take a stab at them. Stab. We will give you bad advice. We'll Real give bad. you good advice. Maybe we'll give you no advice. Time will tell. <laughs> Thank you for coming. This was, I'd say, super fun. Yeah, this was a good day. It was a hoot. If you will. Thanks for coming to our, our sex episode. We hope you're having wonderful, consensual, pleasurable, consensual. comfortable, unless you're into things that are uncomfortable. 
sex. Bye. Bye.